Blog Talk Radio. that elders and others are losing their rights to liberty and property? Anyone can petition a court to have a person deemed incapacitated. What if that person is you? The adult guardianship system was created to protect incompetent people and their assets. A court-appointed guardian, sometimes a total stranger, can force you into a nursing home and sell your home to pay for services. Treasured belongings can disappear as you are drugged and isolated from loved ones. Why does this happen? Unfortunately, the courts don't have the funding to supervise and audit cases. A guardian makes all decisions on your behalf, taking control of your assets with little accountability. The potential for abuse is frightening. Luckily, not all guardians exploit those under their care, but when they do, there's really nowhere to go for help. The National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse, NASGA, is working to reform adult guardianship to return it to its once noble purpose of protecting the human rights to life, liberty, and property and ending financial exploitation of assets. Are you or your loved ones protected? To learn more, visit StopGuardianAbuse.org. And good evening, everybody. This is Marty Oakley of the PPJ Gazette Online. This is the TS Radio Network. And we got a loaded show for you tonight. Um, Kaz is co-hosting with me. Kaz, say hello. Hello. Thanks, Marty. Yes. Yeah. We've got a lot going on. We have a lot. I want get, to get something right out of the way. I've gotten several messages um, about Britney Spears and asking her to speak to a Senate or a representative committee um, about her conservatorship. Um, she has refused to perform until they take this off her. I don't blame her a bit. If you're good enough to uh, perform, you are quite capable of handling your own business. But my concern here is this. Since this has gone public, <laughs> honest to God, you know damn well the glory hogs are burning up the phone lines, eating up the email space, messaging until their fingers catch fire to try and get in on this. And then they'll come out and say, well, thanks to the work we did. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. I honestly feel feel sorry for Britney Spears, but for a whole different reason other people do. This woman is about to get uh, cyber assaulted in a way she never imagined. I I wish this hadn't gone public because, you know, the people, the politicos mentioned in there, they're going to harangue and hammer them, call them 24 hours a day, every 15, 20 minutes. We need to communicate. I don't know why you won't talk to me. I'm the world's greatest, greatest advocate for the elderly. Uh, <laughs> nobody thinks that but me. But anyway, that's all that's important. And, um, but anyway, you need to talk. Why won't you talk to me? Why would you respond to me? We've all heard it. We've all heard it so many times. So many times. I, like I say, yeah. I feel sorry for Britney Spears. 
What did, what did you think about that? I know you saw that too. Yeah, I mean, it just seemed to have popped up just like in like the last half an hour. It's it's shocking, you know. Hopefully yeah. it's going to be a positive thing. But, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, speaking of Glory Hogs, before I even saw this Britney Spears thing, Marty, now I don't know if you remember, but I met someone at the Whistleblower Summit, not obviously this summer it was on Zoom, but the summer before when I was down in D.C. and she was from Ohio. Now I can't say her name. Yes. All I can say is she traveled with her grandmother and and we went out to dinner with her and grandma and it was really wonderful and she hasn't been able to come on the show because she's still in court so we know that ohio is dirty but i didn't know just how dirty it was until i have heard that there's a whole ohio guardianship group and a glory hog has infiltrated it in fact said glory hog yeah told this group that said Glory Hog was an attorney and said what college that this Glory Hog went to law school. But you know what? Someone called the law, the law school and they found out that Glory Hog is lying. So there's oh, no. a lot. What uh-huh. a shocker. So I know. Uh, so hopefully we're going to have, uh-huh. but, but the, but the pain that this Glory Hog has caused Marty is, is these are people's lives. This is life or death on the line for people. This is not, not to be messed with at all. Like what kind of special evil are you that you go in and you're messing with, with human lives, this, and there's outrage because it sounds like this glory hog has stirred things up. And from what I heard, glory hog says bad things about Nazca says bad things about you, Marty. I'm sure some bad things about me. I mean, and so when Uh I talked to these people, I was like, no, no, no. These are actually like the good people. Anyway, we're hoping that we're going to have Ohio on next week if if we can fit them in because this, I mean, something's blowing up in Ohio and they are, they feel like they've been taken. And there's there's a glory hog that's causing some, yeah, they do. And you want to know why they called me, Marty? Yeah. Because of our show last Fine. Friday. They heard us talking about glory hogs. Oh. That's why they got oh. a hold of me. And <laughs> and and we've been playing. I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, you know, am I getting set up to be tape recorded or something? Like, you know, is yeah. that going to happen? Like, what's going on? I don't really know a lot of people in Ohio, except yeah. for this one, you know, this one person. And, um... And that one person wasn't the one who called me. And so anyway, we were, they found me you know, on Facebook messaging back and forth, and we had the phone call today. And yeah. wow. wow. So it was all from last yeah. Friday's show that tipped mm-hmm. there. I mean, I had no idea that us exposing this really made that much of a difference. But it really does. Yeah. It, and people really need well, to pay see, attention. A lot of people, yeah headset here anyway but see this has happened to a lot of people these people uh they're they're great at self-promotion they're great at blowing their own horn and usually what comes out of that horn has no truth to it it's their own self-aggrandizement and this whatever happens in their brain whether they think everybody and i do think a lot of this is these glory hogs think everybody's too stupid to figure out what and who they are and so they blow yeah. up everything in their 
you know, this important person and that important person. And, you know, they formerly headed up a Fortune 500 company, and that wasn't true either. And, uh, but, you know, they did all these things, and how they, they, they find out what you're doing in your group, in your state, and then they insert themselves into it. And all of your hard work and everything gets pushed aside while they stand up and take a big bow for all of your hard work. And if it wasn't for them, and we've heard too many stories of how when everything falls apart, and it always seems to after their appearance, then they just quickly exit the stage. But I don't know. Be careful who you deal with out there. Be careful. And and if people are asking you for money, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to bring that up. Yeah, uh-huh. go ahead. So I just con- I just confirmed this with NASGA because I was so upset over this phone call and the fact that NASGA was being badmouthed because I'm the Wisconsin liaison. I have never accepted money from anybody, from anyone that I've talked to. I've never, I mean, I helped someone move out of a house after a guardianship. I didn't, I did it because I care. I didn't, I, no one gave me money. And so anyway, I have confirmed this. As of today, because I called, it is $20 membership to join NASCA. It is a one-time payment. But if you are a ward, you will not be asked to pay any membership. And if you are having a financial difficulty to pay the $20, they will waive the fee and you will be a member for free. And that is all that they've ever asked for is at the top most is $20. Now, I believe it's a 501C. So, you you know, I like to do uh-huh. fundraisers here for them out of my bakery. I've done some fundraising. I think, I think, I don't can't remember one. I think I've just done one. I've done one fundraiser and like there's like the Facebook birthday that you can do. And, you know, I did that and people, you know, gave for my birthday to NASCA. So you can definitely help do those things, but you are not required to. And in fact, the fundraisers and the birthday thing, it was my idea to do those things. Nobody has ever asked me to do it. It is because I believe in NASCA like nobody's business. I believe in NASCA so much. And I just found out from these people in Ohio that NASCA, the Glory Hog, is trashing NASCA. And I'm not going to say the names mm-hmm. of the people within NASCA, but those they asked me if I knew the names, and I absolutely knew who these people were. And I was, I'm, I'm pissed, Marty. I'm pissed. Yeah. Like you trash somebody wow. who's like actually trying to make a difference in the world, and it's people's lives. I'm just, I'm yeah. furious. Um, well, this yeah. is their calling Glory card. Hog. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Glory Hog. Yeah, Glory Hog alert. <laughs> I don't even know. Like, do they even realize? the life and death situation that people are in. And because you want to be a glory hog, you're going to do this to other pe- to other humans. I only, yeah, only hope go. that what you reap, you sow and it will, and we'll all sit back and watch it because I'm, Karma I'm, is a bitch. I'm so mad right now. Yeah, it is. And yeah. I'm waiting for it because yeah. I'm mad. Yeah. There you go. A lot of people are cause a lot of people are yeah. been a lot of people harmed. There's been a lot of people hurt, and then these people ride off into the sunset, you know, the hardy high old silver, and I got what I wanted, and eat my dust. And it just, yeah. uh, I don't know, that's like that uh, Roger Hill just case, um, where they online were telling this man to go and take his mother from that nursing home. 
that he had every right to and the law would protect him. This man, on their advice, did it. Took her to another state like they told him to. And then when he got arrested, they swore they never said it. Why, they never told him that. They never said that. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Wow. And uh, left him swinging in the wind. But anyway, okay, uh, where are we at now? We got anything else to newsy up? Because I got to get this Dahmer um, person on and I'll tell you. Yeah. This is gonna be a- <laughs> I mean, everyone wants to know what's going after After Peggy came on the show last Friday, I cannot, I believe. Yeah. Last Friday's show, on my end, I have gotten more people messaging me about it than any other show that we've yes. done was last Friday. Yep. And we almost didn't do it, Marty. Remember? We're like, oh, well, we'll just yeah. take like an hour. Yep. It ends up being like yep. the most powerful thing. And everyone wants to know what's going on in Florida. And we are so excited because I'll let you introduce the guest yep. because she's going to start telling us some of the stuff everyone wants to know and everyone yep is so excited to hear what Peggy's going to announce next Friday. I don't even know what it is. She's like, tell me, tell me. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't don't even know. (laughs) But yeah. So she's coming on to update with what she's doing down there in Florida. And our guest tonight, God, it just chokes me up. Um, (laughs) Used to co-host with with me. And, and, she nearly drove me up the wall. I, I I would almost have a nervous breakdown when we came on air, and because you never knew what she was going to say or do. So it's with much regret, and I'm so sorry. But welcome Debbie Dahmer to the show. Hey, thank you, Marty Oakley. You know that you miss me very badly, <laughs> and that you know. <laughs> We had some, you know, we were serious, but we had some good laughs on on your show. You got a wonderful yeah. show, yeah, we did. and I was honored to be on there and be a co-host um, on the Elder Abuse Over Seventy Five shows. <laughs> you know, and and yeah. then you yeah. started the Voices Carry for Animals. You and I both. That's you're the roots yeah. of it all. You know, we started out with one. And and you said it was just the pilot show, see how it would go, and it exploded, and that was wonderful. Yeah. So now, yep. um, Voices Carry for Animals on Animal Advocates Radio, everyone, it's up to uh, 302 shows this Thursday at 7 o'clock, Marty. Isn't that wonderful? Wow. And I, yes, it is. Yes, and uh, you started, uh, it was from one show to 163 shows on your network, TS Radio, and that was mm-hmm. from June of 2014 up to March of 2018, okay? And then I just remember yep. I just kept the name, and you you know, you yep. put, helped me put up together Animal Advocates Radio. You taught me everything that I know on here for a one-woman operation, and all I need help with is the promoting it, which a lot of Facebook pages to help me and, and friends and followers. Yep. I mean, a big shout-out to all of them. And a good thing, Marty, on my uh, group on Facebook, Help Stop Elder Abuse, I have over uh-huh. a thousand members now, okay, and and there's a wow. lot of animal advocates on there, and I want to give them a shout out for helping me with this show tonight. And there is a list of yeah, them, good. and it would take me the rest of the show to announce their names. <laughs> but uh, I can't listen to you talk that long. 
<laughs> we can, I'm gonna put on there for a five hours show with us together, you know. And uh, also, no. Mama Cat's listening tonight. She's a former guest. I want to okay. give her a big shout out. Ray Bittner. She's always saying strength in numbers. She takes care of a hundred and twenty-five stray cats. Okay, and oh she's just awesome. <laughs> a community. She used to be with Community um, Cats um, United, and but she is awesome. Her grandkids help her, and she's just a great supporter. She multitasks with me. We take care of business. You know, we jump over and yeah. and help others, and that's what it takes. Because then the numbers roll over. You know, we got to take that right. Yeah. You know, foot in the right direction and take mm-hmm. that action and you know get a hold of our uh, legislators and get the ball rolling yes because if we don't well then you know, the, the problems stay go ahead i'm sorry yes well yep. that's that's the thing that we we did these shows about your dad i think we did two maybe three and you know this has been going on for so many years uh the circumstances of his death and for those that might not be familiar with the case deb could you give everybody a little bit of background, and then we'll move into what has transpired? Yes. Okay. I'm going to um, give this, you know, short and sweet. Back in 2008 of February, my father, George Dahmer, he was wonderful, a loving, caring father. You know, loved his fans, his family, his friends, neighbors, everybody. He's just a friendly, happy man. And he was also a um, former professional wrestler from WWF, which, you know, which is now WWE. And he started back in the late 50s, Marty. That's when he first started. Oh, wow. And then wrestled 32 years up to in the early 80s, okay? So he got in the ring a lot, and I used to cry when, you know, he would get beat when I was smaller, you know, but, but you know, he was in there. That's what he wanted to do. That's what he loved to do. And he was just a big heart all the way around. We got so many, you know, great memories together. I mean, it's so many photos and everything. And what happened to him was totally unacceptable, what he went through, my family went through. It was devastating. I mean, we were to, it was so mind-blowing. But um, February of 2008, he had run away from home, okay? And when they caught him, they Baker acted him and put him in a hospital, you know, for further evaluation. Then mm-hmm. he was, and then he was, um, after that, he was, they wanted to, <clears throat> you know, evaluate the meds he was on. And they said, okay, for 120 days, and then he could return home, okay? Well, it didn't end up like that. Um, it was, you know, nothing happened at first. It just escalated. I mean, it bad treatment. What we found out, it was horrifying, okay, a total nightmare. So after, you know, 60 days, he was in there, and we're, we're like, what is going on with this nursing home? I mean, he's supposed to come in here for care, not to be neglected and abused. And we're all the family was just, you know, totally devastated. We were so mad and angry. We, You know, we said, what is going on? He could walk, talk, and feed himself when he walked in there. But after 63 days, 
he couldn't walk, talk, or feed himself, okay? So the family demanded him out of there. I mean, went by the doctor's office for emergency appointment, says, we need to get him out of here. I don't know what's going on, but, you know, he has to get out. So anyway, they, the the second nursing home he was in, they had to transfer, for, transfer him by ambulance because he couldn't walk, talk, or feed himself. And he looked at me with eyes that said, please help me. And I just started blowing up crying. And I couldn't help it. You know, it was just so devastating to happen. And I said, Dad, you're getting out of here. And I remember telling him that. So when he got to the uh, next nursing home, he went in there, and we thought we'd get some relief. They cleaned him up. You know, he looked better. A bad report came out, and it was, uh, Marty, it was totally disgusting. He had, they marked under dehydration, malnutrition, Lost 32 pounds in two months. Um, they they lost his top and bottom partial plate. Um, the clothes. He was heavily medicated, over medicated. Um, on the both shoulders, the the rotary caps were turned, where they dropped him and didn't notify the family until four days later. He had on there on the bottom of his feet the cupidus ulcers from where they put size 8 shoes on him where he uh, wears a 10. So there was decubitus ulcers on both the bottom of his feet were later on at the hospital when he, towards the end of his days, they wanted to amputate both feet. And we couldn't believe it. I mean, I thought my mother was going to have a nervous breakdown, and I grabbed her and I started yelling and screaming at the hospital after, you know, his trip from the nursing home. <laughs> and then it... This is what led to his death, bed sores stage four down to the bone, and I seen him. Okay. okay? And when my mother and I, because the attorney said, please take pictures, and I was, only the six pictures I took, three of them showed up because I was shaking and crying so bad because I knew in my mind that the bed sores could take him to his death, okay? And my mother yeah. was crying, and we said, "We we can't believe this. We're in shock. You know, so what had happened is in November of 2012, we had an attorney, Joe Landy, in West Palm Beach. He was a great attorney. He won the case, compensary, and everything. And then here comes the punitive damages, okay? Uh, June 15th, they, he wanted to, uh, the nursing home appealed the punitive damages and lost all three times. So now... They came to my mother on in June of 2015 and said, you're mandated to pay 50% of the punitive damages awarded by the jury to help improve the quality care of nursing homes. And we're like, what is going on? They never mentioned in the courtroom, which lasted a week, um, the attorney, the judge, the jury. I mean, it was a total shock what was going on. And so I've been on this, and I told my mother, I said, you know, let me investigate it. If I need to bring you in, I will. You know, because she's already been through enough, Marty, and because, you know, it's terrible. Yeah. And it's family. And I said, I will fight to the end for my parents because I love them to death, and I always will. My family, they mean so much to me. So I get to looking up these uh, Florida statutes, 
and everybody, if all the listeners out there, on the PPJ Gazette, there is an article on there. And please take, I mean, take some time, because this is all for the residents. This is not just my mother this happened to. And if you have a loved one that dies in a nursing home from abuse and neglect and a wrongful death, and you go and get an attorney, a lawsuit, and you get punitive damages, you're automatically mandated to pay 50% of the uh, punitive damages to help improve the quality of care in nursing homes or assisted living, okay? So it's something that we should all be involved in to make them calls to our state representative and senators because it's so important. We we want to improve the quality of care of the elderly in these nursing homes, not to worsen them. Or, you know, all lives matter, including all the elderly out there, you know, and, right. and, and, and even the animals. So the children, the animals, yeah. the elderly, they don't have a voice, and we have to be their protectors. Well, yes, go ahead, right ahead. Yeah. at the time when this, when this happened, um, and that settlement came through, and you found out about this 50% kickback. And I remember calling Florida, and I wish I could remember now the – I think it was that Pasadomo I talked to. Um, she's a crook anyway. But anyway, um, and why this would be, and I said, what, what are they using it for? She says, well, I'm sure I don't know. So I looked into what they were using it for. Instead of them setting up, like paying for more staffing, um, you know, better care for the maybe some activities or some therapy or, you know, something productive for these people, they were putting in and having the front of the building landscaped, putting in fountains and this and that to create the right atmosphere. You don't let those people out in that area. What are you talking about? And But it was all about property improvement. It wasn't about anything for the elderly. It was about increasing the value of the property. And that appears to be what this money was used for um, when they capture it from you know a settlement. But whose big idea this? I think what would be interesting, Deb, is to find out who actually put this into motion. Who put this in there? And you can bet it was a member of the Bar Association who came up with that brilliant idea. And uh, But yeah, I, I remember back at the time, you know, when we were doing the radio shows and stuff, uh, making many phone calls about about this and could absolutely get no response. No response. No justification for it. No I had one representative tell me, well, you know, it helps the nursing homes. I said, you're already giving them how many millions a year, plus all the money that they're making off of their clientele. Yes. And the state's paying the bill on most of that. So what is it this money is supposed to do? And why would they need it? I, I would think with all this funding, they they should be fine. Well, you know, people deserve to make a profit. Ah, see. <laughs> Even yeah. if they have to be crooked to do it, huh? Yeah, uh, yeah Marty, do you remember when I, I did uh, that um, interview on America Tonight? Um, yes. It was back in 2016 yes. on the punitive damages. Yes. Uh, that is still mm-hmm. on YouTube, everyone. I mean, there was like six uh, videos of it that got passed around, not enough because it was their last show. So I didn't, get, you know, we didn't get on their promo for the website or the Facebook page. You know, so there wasn't that many people that knew about it. But it is, uh, listeners out there, it is out there on YouTube. And Marty's um, on 
you know, on the PPJ, if you, on the right-hand side, if you search period to damages, they're all going to pop up in their articles or shows. So just to let you know, you know, what's going on here, because this this right here, Marty, it doesn't it make sense because the Florida statute, um, 400.0238 punitive damages limitation, at the bottom of it, it says uh, on the number five at the bottom, this section is remodel and nature and shall take effect upon becoming a law. Okay, never found the law number. It's been like this since 2001. Um, and it was signed by former Governor Jeb Bush that put it in effect. And there was only a couple people from, you know, with my mother that it's happened to. You know, because usually they settle out of court. You know what that means. There's no publicity. And nobody knows it's shh, be quiet and let's move on. The elderly deserve better than that. You know, take, take them to court. It, it can be very stressful. But it's not fair and it's injustice how a lot of them are being treated. You know, we got this COVID going on and how many have passed away in nursing homes. It is astronomical. And, uh, you know, we don't want to blame the nurses for being murderers because short staffing leads right to abuse and neglect. So when we was in the courtroom, they, the two nurses on uh, my mother's side were on our side. They probably got fired or demoted or something. But it, it, you look at it and you think, why did this happen? Why? And it's not over. I mean, there's thousands of you know innocent elderly out there. That's a victim, you know. So if they're short staffed it, and it goes into a greed situation. There's too many greed boys out there as it is. You know, we got to do, you know, people before profit, not profit before people, and take care of our elderly. They so we're all going to become the elderly sooner or later. Well, you know, if yeah. uh, the thing with wow, with with us is um, we're marked for destruction, and we're considered a waste population, disposable. They can't extort us anymore for taxes in most cases. And so we have lost our value to them. Uh, we are treated as commodities with as much care as you would for a box of bricks. And everything is done to shortchange us to uh, just the minimal. Whatever they can get away with minimally is what they are doing, but they're charging money as if you were staying at the Ritz-Carlton. And this I object to. I truly do. As far as the nursing home deaths, for one thing, they've never isolated this virus. They've never identified it in human or animal. And then that university out in California just demanded from the CDC and FDA um, their top 15 most recent cases of supposed COVID death. And there is no such thing. They died of influenza A, influenza B. And this year, the CDC is not collecting flu stats because all of those are going to be counted as stats so that they can increase the number, inflate it, and scare you to death. But this thing with nursing homes, let's go back to um, New York, Cuomo, when he supposedly put all these sick people in that nursing home. And four days later, hospice shows up, which should scare the Beetlejuice out of you. 
The reason for hospice coming was they're accustomed to dealing with death. I would have worded that a little different to the effect of no, they're used to causing death. And so they show up. Five days later, they leave. And I can't even remember the number of people who were dead when they did, and everybody else supposedly was infected with COVID. This is, I think, one of the greatest scams, but this was a test run. They have, Deb, and you know this, they have spent years marginalizing the elderly, trying to condition the public to accept the idea that the elderly are worthless. They've lived long enough. They've had a long life. They need to get out of the way. So these younger people, you know, can use those resources. I put those resources there along with millions of other elderly people. Don't tell me to get out of the way for anything. So, but they've done this. We've seen this mindset change with young people of where grandma and grandpa used to be the sun, the moon, and the stars to, well, they've, they have lived a long time. You know, I mean, they really don't have anything to do. And how do you know what I have to do? I could be on the radio shooting my mouth off. You don't know. And, but there has been this slow conditioning to accept the fact that it is okay to mistreat the elderly and to euthanize them because, after all, they've lived a long life. And if you can make money doing it, so much the better. And this is what we're after. Um, when that doctor came out on CNN and said that living beyond 65, 75 was pointless, you should be ready to go by then. Your life's not worth living. That's how we are viewed. Our lives are not worth living. I can't run as fast as I used to. I can't walk as fast as I used to. Lord knows I don't look as good as I used to. Why would I want to live? Um, I, I don't understand this, but it's a way of conditioning the public to accept this stuff. Now, when this movie came out on Netflix, that I Really Care or whatever it's named, this blew the lid off of everything. And the reason it did was it was too close to reality. And situations like your dad's, are are very common in this system. Most people don't have the stamina to continue to fight for almost 20 years. Usually they collapse long before this. And I've seen families torn apart, torn up. I've seen family families mortgage their house two and three times, trying to pay attorneys who aren't going to do a damn thing for them. You were lucky you found one who would. And basically the family torn apart behind this. And I, I hope everybody is forced to watch that movie because that is very close. It wasn't based on any particular story, but it was a, a collection of stories that they developed this script from. But it is basically the most common things that happen in these guardianships. Now, I want you all to stop and think about Deb and her mom, her brother, and I hate his dirty, rotten, stinking guts. But anyway, that's another story. And, <laughs> Is he still quarantined? But, <laughs> forever today. <laughs> but but uh, we're standing there and watching what was done to Deb's father, or what wasn't done. And to have to suffer through that it has got to be the most god-awful feeling. And to know that neither the police will help you, the health department won't help you. 
your senators, your representatives, your governor will not help you. You're you're just exaggerating. Well, they're not there. I'm sure they're getting the best care possible. And, you know, I know you're upset, but, you know, and you've heard all this stuff, Deb. You've heard all this stuff firsthand. Yes. So I want everybody listening to put yourself in position if that was your dad laying there and you were having to observe and watch what they were doing to him. That level of neglect is intentional. That's intentional. That isn't something that just happened because we were understaffed. That level of neglect is intentional, and it caused him to suffer greatly. And yes, he did. The idea that, that behind this man. and fighting your way through court, that you have to give back half of the punitive damages to the very organization's that did this is just adding insult to injury, in my opinion. Cause, what do you think? What's your take on all this? I mean, I just think that's insane. Like, why in the world should they profit off of this? I mean, they basically profit it off of their their yes. incompetence. It's just absolutely mm-hmm. unbelievable. Now, is there? I mean, I'm starting to hear like a lot of talk coming out of Florida because they're going to try and clean it up. And um, do you feel that that is going to be one of the things that could be raised, you know, that could be raised up? Like, why are we doing this? And why did Jeb Bush, like Jeb Bush, did he get a payoff from a nursing home? Like, why would he do that? Why would you sign that? I'm not sure. It it doesn't make sense. I mean, wow. He got got $12 million dollars. On one nursing home, fraud. It was all fraud. And he got a slap on the wrist. He didn't return the money, and he walked away. Wow. Yeah, see, I remember when that there's happened. There's so much corruption going on out there, Marty. You know, yeah. it's oh, sick and greed, boys galore. I mean, I see that on the animals, you know, for the animals. And and yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. We, we got to get it together here because... There's so much, um, when you look out there, the overview picture, it's not a pretty picture out there for the animals, the elderly, the children. I mean, every angle. And just on these shows, yeah. and an audience out there, please check out Marty's shows. Yeah, because I know there's a lot of animal advocates listening tonight. Please multitask. And check out yeah. our shows during the week. They are some hot topics. And how you can yeah. get there is the PPJ Gazette uh, online. That's Marty's website. And she that proudly promotes Voices Carry for Animals every Thursday. Thank you, Marty. And yep. just go there and press that follow. You, you can do it free. And then every time there's a new podcast or um, article, it will alert you in your primary email. And, you know, spread the word. You can share from every article that's in there or every radio uh, program, a a promo at the bottom of the articles, and to, you know, Facebook, Twitter. I mean, you can email it. I I mean, there's so much you can do because there is so many millions and millions of people out there, and they're Marty and Cos, they're not aware of what's going on because they get too busy in their lifestyles, and they just keep moving on and – and so this, when you spread the word through your families and your friends, your neighbors, your coworkers, the word gets out there because we are strength in numbers out there. 
So, you know, we got to work together. We can't just ignore it and just close our eyes and say, hey, you know, um, well, this doesn't pertain to me, so why would I get involved? But, hey, but think about everybody else's lives and futures. You know, I tell uh, everyone on my program, hey, I can't make no changes out there. But I know a thousand of people out there like me can because now we're coming together, banding, working as mm-hmm. one, one voice, and we're heading to the legislators. And I've seen so many victories, Marty, mm-hmm. with these animals. And I can't take credit, but I am involved. But what does that take? Teamwork. Teamwork matters yeah. from every angle. Yep. And let's stand up for the elderly. You know, they, <laughs> they always said, hey, respect your elders. We have to. I've seen so much disrespect out there for them. It makes your stomach curl. I mean, just upset. And so, let's, yeah. you know, who's going to stand up for us when we all become the elderly if we live that long, okay? The generation right. is coming up. Is there going to be yeah. stand yep. up for us, or do we have, We don't stand a chance? And, you know, with the children, the animals, the elderly, if we don't fight for them, it's just going to get worse. And we don't want yeah. that. Well, the we thing- got to do something. Go ahead. The, the only thing is, see, that what, and I've tried when talking to young people, or younger people, you understand that what you let slide by today is your future. This is what's coming for you. If they can do this to me and you don't stand up to help me stop it, guess what your future is? And that just, you know, it shapes people. Yep. Yeah. You're going to make your own, you're predicting your own future. (laughs) And, uh, but this is, you know, this is how I approach people, uh, this movie again has done so much to blow this issue out in the open, and as I understand it, the Glory Hogs are assaulting Netflix with how they should have been in it, or they should have been referenced, or they should need to talk to them. I mean, it's just embarrassing. It truly is. And uh, wow, uh, everybody. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, they have another bigger story, and they saved the day, and. Well, Lord help I, me. I mean, but. I, I, I was able to talk to some of the producers, and I know you did too, Marty. I'm honored that I that they spent the time to listen to what happened to Harvey. That they spent the time for you know me to send over. I mean, we sent over documents. I think we did about. 20, 20 different victims out of Montgomery County and we did the summarize for them and then we sent the documents to go with it and we didn't get paid and I don't expect anyone to stick my name anywhere in the credits. I am honored that I was allowed yeah. to have an email address that I was able to send, that I was able to have a few phone calls with people. I'm honored for that. And so I can't even imagine a yeah. glory, like be blowing up their phone. Hey, why, yeah. why didn't you do the show yeah. about me? Oh, my gosh. It's like, well, you, that's you like, hear, when they, like today, it's like you hear one thing about a glory hog, and it's like it's a ladder. Just when you think you're at the top yeah. of the ladder, I hear something else. Like, what? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, you know, and I, the thing I know that, last year. That, that be, yeah. Well, like Debbie said, like <laughs> everyone needs to be, I want to roll on these glory hogs. Like Debbie said, like yeah. we all need people working together. And then you have someone who's like the, the provocateur, like, yeah, 
And that's yeah, what they are. Together. That's a no-no. we got to work together. You know, who, exactly. We can't think yes. of who's the king or who's the queen. I'm not, yeah. I don't have a big head. I don't go on power trips and all that. You know, I do what I yeah. need to do. Yeah. You know, I'm not yeah. out for there publicity or, or a big head on my yeah. shoulder. I just can't get through the door. You know, I'm not all for that. I'm all <laughs> for teamwork. Because <laughs> once yeah. my, t- my yeah, head gets go. big... Hey, Marty, we got a lot of callers calling in. Um, yeah, that I was going to say, um, you need to. So go ahead, Deb. Go ahead and pick yeah, them up. Yeah, yeah. So, um, everyone, I just want to make an uh, announcement. If you can please help out, um, all the instructions on what you can do to help out on these uh, Florida House Bill 6065, um, the Quality of Long Term Care Facility Improvement Trust Fund. Uh, Representative uh, Representative Amber Mariano, who I've been working close with, and her staff, Legislative uh, Elena, I'm sorry, and also Paula, a big shout-out to them because this is the fourth time that it's gone into legislation. It has failed three times, everyone, Um, and we got to do something about this because it's not – yeah. Fair. I mean, it's not justice. Right. And I want to give them, uh, you know, just call up your uh, senators for this is a um, Senate Bill 1880, and it's a general bill by Ray uh, Senator Ray Rodriguez. And just say, please support, you know, he he is the sponsor for this bill, okay? So you might want to give right. him a thank you, you know, area code 2022. Two four three one two one, and it's going to ask your zip code, and then you ask to speak to your senator and say, please, uh, you know, uh, whoever your senator is, please support and say yes to Senate Bill eighteen eighty, and then on the House Bill six zero six five with um, Representative uh, Amber Mariano, call the same number and ask to speak to your state representative. And ask them to support and say yes to it. Because the more, um, you know, voices and action takers out there, this is going to pass. I mean, this is the third, or, you know, the fourth time into legislation I have gotten it into. Which, you know, wow. I, you know, so it's failed three times. And let's hit it, you know, on the fourth time. Let's pass it in 2021 mm-hmm. because it deserves us so much. And, you know, not just for my mother, but all of us out there and their loved ones, their mothers, their fathers, their grandparents, their great-grandparents, all of this needs to be, you know, put the light shine on it and fixed and so we can move on. We want total justice out there, myself and my family. Because what we went yeah. through, you know, the nursing home was found guilty back in November of 2012 of wrongful death of my father, George Dahmer, a.k.a. former professional wrestler Chief Whiteout, and also guilty of falsifying records. So what is going on here? You know, how we're never going to forget this. So what I want to do here. Um, and everyone, we got a packed house, don't we, Marty? I mean, it is slammed. Yes. So please, uh, you know, yep. call that area code 202-224-3121 to find your state representative and senators. Put your zip code in, even after the weekend, you know, during uh, at, uh, business hours and weekends, leave a voicemail. You know, you can even email yep. them, you know, find their website or whatever, and 
and go from there. Because right now, this House Bill 6065 is in the Civil Justice and Property um, Rights and you know Subcommittee. So it's it's going to be moving here soon. It has to pass three subcommittees on the House of Representatives and three uh, committees on the the Senate side. So we got a ways to go, and it all has to be, you know, in and approved by April the 30th. So please, everyone, wow. uh, my myself and family is asking for all your help and support. Let's see this pass, because we need closure. We're looking at 12 and a half years later of my father's death. But I'm standing strong, Marty, and cause I'm relentless. Yeah. I'm from every angle. You know how I am. I don't give up. Yeah. And and you know, um, thanks for everybody that the team players like you, Marty, and and cause. You know what you're doing. You're you're awesome. Yeah. You're just uh, listen, you know. When you, go ahead. When you when you call uh, or write a senator's office or whatever, they the reason they ask you for your zip code. It's a way of doing what they call zipping. And what that means is if your zip code isn't in their district, they will send you a cute little email that says, you know, out of professional courtesy, you know, I can't talk to you because you're not in my district. Well, the vote you're going to cast is going to affect me. Are you going to put a signing statement on that vote that it only affects the people in your district? Um, I think this is one of the rottenest things state legislators and federal have come up with, well, if you're not my zip code, I can't talk to you. Why not? You're voting, and that's going to have an effect on me. Why can't you speak to me? Well, it's not fair to other congressional members. I don't think it's fair to the public for you to do that. Um, you, You may represent a district, but you are representing the public as a whole, whether state or federal. You have an obligation and a duty to speak to whomever contacts you. I don't care if they live in Beetlejuice, Egypt. You have a duty and a responsibility. And this zipping, and they have other little crafty things that they do. I want to mention also <laughs> petitions. We see all kinds of these petitions online about various aspects of this issue. And here's the deal. They're legitimate as far as the petition goes, but they go nowhere. And then it, the the story came out, well, you had to have at least 100 people sign on to 100,000. Many of them passed a million. And nobody looks at those. Um, if they are delivered, which is a really big if, they, nobody will touch them. They go right into the trash. Um, there is a method that you have to use, just like in state. You have to go to the Secretary of State's office and get approval and then do a form letter And then you have to have that form letter on top of every page of signatures that you collect. They must all be wet ink. And that includes your phone number and your social security number. And then before that petition is ever presented to Senator XYZ or representative, the Secretary of State's office has to go through and verify every one of those signatures. And then the other thing they do is they set the, the code so high for the number of signatures you have to have that it could in some case take years to gather that many signatures then when this actually does get back to the secretary of state's office supposing that you actually have been able to maintain the format and jump through all the hoops like i say it can take years more for them to verify those signatures because they got other stuff to do like their nails need filing and um they got to get their hair done and 
somebody needs a haircut, you know what I'm saying. So it could take forever. But this is how they actually prevent you. But what these online petitions do is basically give them an idea of how much opposition is out there to what they're doing. That's the only thing they're looking at. What's the numbers? They don't care about your name. But this is how they impede this. And uh, still in all, people think that, you know, and i got to give them credit. They're doing something, but like I say, these, these mm. petitions go nowhere. I okay, didn't know that until you want to take year. some calls? we got Carol yes. Herman of uh, Foundation 80 and 80 in the Elderly. A big shout-out to her. She's listening. We're going to let her on to speak because she's been a great, you know, support for this family, Marty. I mean, she and uh, yes. herself and I will come on your show again, you know, because she's been behind us for the three um, – the House bills that failed last, you know, three years, House Bill 1369, you know, died in the Health Care Appropriations Subcommittee. HB 6019, punitive damages, died in the Civil Justice Subcommittee. And, uh, 2020, HB 6029, punitive damages, died in the Judiciary Committee. I mean, we got to... We said we're religious. I might be dead and gone. This thing will still be going on, you know. So we got to do something here. And my mother, uh, Patricia, beautiful woman inside out, she's going to be she's uh, waiting to call in and listening in. And Marty, my brother, is listening in. Okay. And I got uh, Renee no. Thornton. She wants to speak. So I'm going to go ahead and bring uh, Renee on. Okay. Thornton. Okay. Okay. Um, and Renee. Yep. You go ahead. Welcome to TS Radio Network. I almost said Animal Advocates Radio, Marty. <laughs> I know you did. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, um, Renee, how are you doing? This is Debbie, and and thanks for calling in. You're there. Can you, you're live and on the air. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Go yeah. right ahead. Hi, Debbie. Hi, Marty. How are you? Fine, thanks. Good. Good. Okay. Uh, and Kaz is here too. Yeah, Kaz, you got to say hello. Well, hello. Yeah. Yeah. Hi there. Because yeah. well, she is a good cause. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, I think all of you are amazing, and I, I can't, I, I I fully agree with the compliment to, to Debbie that she has what she's gone through and how long she's been fighting and not getting, obviously, tired of it, but, you know, not giving up is is a miracle in itself. Um, my nightmare uh, started probably way back in 2018 and, and finally ended in 2019. So uh, I obviously didn't go through what, what Debbie did, but I had had to found her and reached out to her because my mother was in a nursing home being physically, mentally, and emotionally abused. Uh, she had these open sores on her legs. I was told repeatedly that they were just elderly sores and, and, and the blood can't get down, the blood flow can't heal that far down the leg when they're elderly. And I'm like, I don't, there's no way. I, there's, she needs to see a dermatologist. She needs to see a doctor and doctors come in. And this went on and, and uh, the story's quite long, but uh, after a year, I uh, and I own a small business, so I work seven days a week, so that made it harder. After a year, I finally took her to my dermatologist, and when I got her there, he said, Renee, he said, the cancer is so bad on your mother's leg, we're probably going to have to amputate from the knee down. 
why didn't you bring her in sooner? And I said, and my mouth dropped open. And I was like, I, I told every nurse and doctor in the nursing home for a year that something was wrong with my mother. These sores weren't getting better, and nobody listened to me. And uh, I, I was devastated over it. And at the point, she wasn't walking on it anymore because it was so painful, but she had been walking before. So I went ahead and, and uh, got an attorney, and I told the attorney everything, and this is exactly, uh, I'm skipping a lot of steps so other people can get on and talk, but uh, this is exactly what Debbie's talking about that she had to do now for almost 20 years. I'm doing it two and a half years ago. And the attorney told me, he said, Renee, whatever you get from this, uh, I'm going to get my share, and, 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 and the other half is going to be paid back to the nursing home. And I, 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 it was so beyond the comprehension in my head, I really could not get it. I, he had to talk to me for quite some time because that made no sense to me. Um, it got pretty bad, but I, I, unlike so many other people who are not, you know, got as lucky as I did, uh, I slowed down on my job and I brought my mom home and I, and I saved her life. I took her to radiation. I took her to really good doctors. She can't walk anymore, but I did save her life. Um, but that's what I went through with an attorney. And I, I went to everyone. I went to Children's and Family here in West Palm Beach, to Ombudsman, to ACA. All of them investigated. They did absolutely nothing. I have all the reports. It was, it was a nightmare, and it was so wonderful to have found Debbie and talked to her and her encouragement and, and keeping me going through all this because I, as you were saying earlier, uh, the other lady, not, not Marty, what was her name? Oh, Cass. Cass. <laughs> yeah. Are Cass. you saying Cass? Okay. Cass, yep. Everything you were saying earlier was – is true. They're, they're, once you're elderly, they, you, you give nothing back to society anymore. Uh, the people that are trying to do stuff and putting mortgages on their home and everything that you ladies have been saying is true. You can't last. You can't outlast the people who are making this money. They, they've got more power. They've got more control. And they have more money than all of us. And then there's a lot of cases where the people have their parents in the nursing home and they don't want to have their parents or take care of them anymore. And it's like, Debbie was saying, there's no voices for people that don't have a daughter or son or someone to take care of them. And I had the attorney say, well, just be thankful you're a daughter that, you know, can be there for her. And I was like, that means nothing to me. (laughs) I I don't want to be the next person in the nursing home if I have longevity. My mom's 94 now. I don't want to be put in an abused and used for the money they get out of me and, 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 and literally almost tortured in the last days of my life. It's, I guess you ladies have all said it instead of going on. I, I have been uh, devastated over it. Whenever Debbie sends me something, I always make my family and friends call. I post it. I am doing everything that, that you ladies are talking about already. I will continue to do it. I will continue to fight along with you. Uh, uh, whenever I can, and uh, definitely if it ever gets serious and, and I'm needed, I, I'll be there. Uh, my mom is safe now. She's doing well. Uh, she would have died if I didn't uh, pull back on my job, and there's a lot of people that can't do that. And um, But I had to take her out or she would not be alive today, and it would have been their fault. 
Oh, yeah. And, and what wow. did I tell you, Renee? I said, if, you know, when we connected and everything, I was trying to give you all my support and help you through it. And I said, you need to please get her out of there ASAP before they kill or, you know, before they, she dies and under yeah. neglect and abuse because that's what, what way it was heading. So give her a big hug for me and also a big hug coming to West Palm Beach. And I hope one day we get to meet in person because we will have happy tears. You know, I know we will because you got her out of there. And she's adorable. I see pictures of her. She's so adorable. And I know you love her. You, When I was speaking with you during this time, you was very, I mean, your nerves were shot. You was depressed. You was angry. And then, oh, yeah. then when once you got her, you know, out of there, you was giving her her freedom ride home. That was awesome. I seen photos yeah. of that, and I had happy tears coming down my face because I'm saying, you know what, Renee is a tough cookie to crumble, and she got her out of there, you know. So it was meant wow. to be the rest of me, and, and so keep up and thank you for all your support. Because that's what we need to do is stand up together. We are better together and stronger than apart. You know, let's see Absolutely. some positive changes. You know, work together, not against each other. Because there's enough abusers and neglectors out there. It's, uh, it's uh, uh, you know, out of control. So yeah. we got to stand up for what is right, not what is wrong. You know, so thanks for all your support out there. And keep up the great work. I know your mother's happy and, and being with you. But some families can't do that, you know. I mean, just like my father, he was supposed to only be gone for 120 days and return home. He never did. And this, this was supposed to be a short-term stay. So what they were supposed to do with this trust fund was supposed to help, you know, Alzheimer's and dementia patients with hydration needs you know, bed sores or pressure sores and everything. And it looks like it's not going to that or it would have never happened to my father. So the nurses out there, stand up for what you believe in and get some help out there because I heard so many of them complain, underpaid, overworked, short-staffed. You know, this is not good. And the the one, they call her the Don, the director of nursing, she was a convicted felon, uh, armed oh. robbery, theft, assault, and drugs, okay? Wow. I don't know how she, she got demoted, but I don't see how she slipped through the cracks, you know, and that's who was taking care of the elderly. Um, I don't want to prove that. I mean, it's sickening. So, everyone, let's stand yeah. together as one. Be that strong voice out there. You know, don't sit there and clam up or freeze up and not do nothing and look the other way because they blame it on society. But guess what, everyone? We are society, and we can make those changes. Our voices do matter. So please do something and make them calls, not just for this these house bills out there, any issues you have. You know, so, Renee, we got another caller coming in, and I'm going to bring my mother after uh, Carol Herman. Give a uh, foundation aiding the elderly. I want to welcome her to the show. And and Renee, you can stay on air, okay? Um, you have me on now, Debbie. So yes, there you are, Carol Herman, Here my I am. mom out in California. How are you? Well, I've been listening to the the conversation, and it just continues to bother me. I've done this work for thirty nine years. 
almost oh, 40 my years. My aunt died in 1982, and things are worse now than they were when I started. So it's very discouraging. The nursing home industry is very powerful, and we can't forget that, that they have all the money, they have all the power, and when they do get sanctioned for something, it's no big deal to them. I mean, it's the, they get fined by the state regulators, and it's pocket change. I blame the, the system. I blame the regulators. I blame the legislatures for not protecting us, and they're in the pockets of the nursing home industry. And, you know, I'm calling in because I have supported Debbie, worked really hard with Debbie when I first met her many years ago when we found out about this so-called um, money that was going into ACA and the, into these trust funds. Those trust funds should not, that money should not be going back into the, to the regulators that are not doing their job to protect the most vulnerable and, and much less have them be able to access that money. And like Debbie and I did this when the, in the early beginning, the first time, four years, three, four years ago, the money that was sitting in there from the trust fund was not going for patient care. It was going for capital improvements into the buildings. Well, that's not the public's responsibility to support the nursing home industry, to help them financially to improve their buildings. I mean, it's absolutely absurd. Um, so this this money that's going into the trust fund is not just going on in Florida. I think there's 11 other states and I will be actively working with those other states. The first one will be Oregon because I have quite a few clients in Oregon. But we're waiting for Florida to do something first so that we can set the pattern to go after the other states that are getting this money. It's bad enough that they're getting the money on fines. When, when a nursing home is fined for their violation of federal or state nursing home regulations, part of that money goes to Medicare to reimburse them, but part of it goes to the states. So, and it goes into similar funds for the nursing home industry to benefit the patient. It's not benefiting the patients. It's benefiting the nursing home industry. But we've got to keep in mind how powerful this industry is. And we're, we might have a lot of voices, but we're not big campaign contributors. So we've got to realize that that's what's happening here. It's who's got the money gets what we get what's left. Those that have the money get what's right. We get what's left. So uh, this issue about this new legislature, this new bills coming up, um, the two bills that are um, in now, um, hopefully they'll pass. Debbie's done a lot of work to get, um, you know, House Bill 6065 and Senate Bill 1880 passed. I've done my duty in in supporting that with all the the committee members. Um, whether it passes. Who knows? Because we don't know what the nursing home industry is doing behind the scenes to make sure that that doesn't pass. People. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Now here's another thing, Renee. I'd like to ask her. Did you ever have a trial? Did you ever go to court? Did you ever sue them? Because you made uh, a, the, you made a statement the, that wasn't really true. That the lawyer said that you'll get half the money and the other half goes to the nursing home. That's only in punitive damage awards. That's not when you sue a facility and get compensatory damages. It's only punitive damages. And I think that Debbie's was the first, and I think there may have been one other in Florida. But lawyers in Florida that I have contacted, which were many, they don't even want to bring punitive damages because they know about this. 
And they said, why would we spend all of our time and resources to prove punitive damages to try to get a punitive damage award? Well, it's very difficult to do that. I mean, I've been involved in a right. lot of lawsuits with punitive damages, and you have to jump through a lot of hoops. It costs a lot of money to prove it. You've got to prove that the top officials knew about the uh, the problems going on and elected not to do anything. It's very difficult for the courts to even allow punitive damages in a lawsuit. So, that, Renee, that's what I the don't... Attorney, he did. He, he told me, Renee, they will either last longer than your mom will uh, did you have a lawsuit? Live. Uh, no, the attorney talked me out of it. He said, Renee, they'll they'll keep the lawsuit going for so long, they'll wait till your mom passes away. Or uh, your mom's 94, and everything you just said was exactly what he said. They have to prove that. Well, and, that's for punitive damages. Yeah. That's very difficult uh, to prove, and that's why a lot of lawyers – and in Florida, from one, I'm talking to a lot of lawyers I know in Florida, they don't want to bring punitive damages because they said the amount of work that they do, then they get that's these awards, and 50% of it goes to the state. Why would we even do it? That's what he said to me, yes. Yeah, but that doesn't – that shouldn't – now, your mother was – she was 94 at the time of this? She's 94 now. She was 92. Well, how old was she, how old was she when, you, when she was abused? She in her 90s? Oh gosh, yes, yes. Okay, well, you know, lawyers have to look at it and say, what of our, what, what, what's our return on investment? They don't do it for free, and so they're going to say, when you bring up uh, an elder abuse law, it takes a lot of time, a lot of money, and most lawyers take it on contingency. So they want to look at this as a business, and whether or not they're going to get a return on their investment and how much money they're going to have to invest in the case. When somebody's that elderly, their their award might not be as big as it was if it was somebody in their 60s. So there's That's a lot of things said. that lawyers look at before they take cases. And uh, I've done this for so long, and I actually worked uh, many years ago with a lawyer in Los Angeles to get the elder abuse laws established in California about 25 years ago because before the elder abuse law got established in California, you couldn't even sue if your family member died. You lost your right to sue. Um, and years ago, when I went to a meeting at ATLA, which is the American Trial Lawyers Association, to start a new chapter for elder abuse, there were four attorneys that came to that meeting. Last year, there were about 700. So this whole area of elder abuse has really escalated in the legal community as for mm. filing lawsuits. So, But the punitive damage thing is so ridiculous um, it is so uh, – I, I, I don't know how they ever passed, but it did. And there's 11 states that we know of that have it, and California does not have it. So there's a lot of uh, cases that are going for punitive damages. One of my clients, the biggest award was $42 million a year and a half ago on punitive damages. Wow. Award. So they didn't get all that, but the jury spoke. The jury said, oh, this is terrible. And, um, you know, we're going to award $42 million. It went into negotiations, and they did not get the $42 million. But they got a big chunk of money. But, uh, you know, the jury was appalled. And that's why a lot of uh, – even a lot of attorneys don't want to take it to jury because uh, then if you get an award, 
then they fight it, and like this one, the $42 million, they, the defense firm fought that, and they filed appeals, and it took another couple years to get the award. They just got the money several months ago. So mm-hmm. it goes through a long process. So they figure, well, it's better to settle it, punish them financially, and then they don't appeal, so you get your money right away. I always like to see these cases go in front of a jury because I get press on it. And uh, the jury does not like nursing homes, believe me. They do not like them. So because they look at the, they look at the victims, they say, oh, my God, that could be me, like you, I think Renee stated that. So um, but working with Debbie to try to get, you know, this punitive damage thing changed in Florida, the way I look at it, because we have clients in every state. So I've got a pretty power base of a lot of clients, over 8,200 families. So we're going to take it after this goes through Florida, and we can see how that turns out, then I'm going to attempt to do it in other states that have that particular law. Yeah, because there's 11 of them. Yeah, well, there's we 11 of them. Well, I don't, I don't think that when a facility gets sanctioned by the state regulators, like in California, if there's a death involved, California has been terrible the last few years. It's a double-A citation up to a $100,000 fine. Well, that money goes to Medicare to pay back the, you know, for the amount of money they were when they were being paid by Medicare. Well, that money goes back into the states, and then the states, you know, you can apply to get that money, the Mr. Nursing Home Operator. Well, it's the same thing as the punitive damage award. I think that's absolutely ridiculous. If the states do their job and monitor nursing homes, maybe there will be less abuse. But right. they don't Agreed. do it. So it's, you know, see, it's just wrong. like we talked before. You get a speeding mm. ticket and you have to pay a $500 fine. They don't waive it or they don't say you could pay half like they do in nursing home cases. What they do is you pay that $500 fine. Well, you're going to be careful the next time not to speed. The nursing homes to have no incentive to to change their MO when they're not punished. Yep. So yeah, it's, it's a disgrace. Terrible. This whole thing terrible. with California and and the California governor and the New York governor, what they were doing with patients uh, with COVID, putting them in there, this is a big scandal. And I know that the Cuomo situation in New York, all of a sudden the nursing home thing has kind of taken second seat to his sexual harassment. Well, come on. <laughs> I mean, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, I it's bad enough that he's if if he's guilty of it. But there's no doubt in anybody's mind what he did about the nursing home patients. He should be kicked out of office, as should Governor Newsom, who's going to be recalled. He's going to be recalled. Yeah. Said goodbye. Yeah. Gone. It's you know, you know. So he, you know, there's sexual abuse here. Yeah. Shame on him. But he caused a lot of deaths in nursing homes by placing oh, it, them. It's in, way up there. Oh, yeah. Way up there. But, Astronomical. Oh, and it's yeah. totally uncalled for. So and, and Carol, why all of a sudden is that all kind of second back burner now? Uh, is sexual me. harassment is front burner? Well, you know, here in California, they passed $2 million mark now, the $2 million signature, $2 million signatures to recall Governor Newsom here. And I, I believe he will be recalled. And and um, I wrote an article in my latest newsletter, The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly, and I focused that in on Newsom and Cuomo and what they did 
They never put the patients in the ships that Trump brought into New York and to San Diego. They never used those ships. They put nursing home patients back in nursing homes because if they had the COVID, the operators got more money. So it's always been about the money. You're greed again there, Carol. Yeah. So greed again. It's it's all in there. But, you know, don't go into, you know, I just found out today, and I met with this woman two years ago, and she was appointed as the deputy director for licensing and certification in California that licensed nursing homes. She was never worked for the government before. And she went into her position, and I met with her because I meet with all of them. And I said, don't go into this with rose-colored glasses on. I know you mean well, but believe me, this is so political. Well, guess what? Today I found out she resigned. She, she attempted to do things. She oh. couldn't do anything. She could not accomplish what she wanted to because of the politics and the power of the nursing home industry. And believe me, mm-hmm. they are powerful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Powerful, it's, it's all about powerful. money there, Carol. It's all about you know, money. And well, it's all it's, about them not sickening. getting bad press and not having to pay fines and get rid of those those lawsuits as quick as possible. Or in yep. some cases, not as quick as possible, because as defense firms, they get paid by the hour. Basically, punitive uh, plaintiff attorneys usually take these on contingency, so they're putting their money up. Well, the nursing home industry is covered by insurance, and their lawyers are all paid by the insurance companies, so they they oh. don't do it for free. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's not yeah. a good thing, and it needs to be stopped. Well, it does, but look at Debbie. I've tried for 39 years. Oh, and I've got Carol, that's for well, 40 years. I know. I've got 8,200 families behind me. And, wow. and I'm sure I've made a difference, and I'm sure I've been able to do quite a few things, and I've had some laws changed, mm-hmm. and I've been able to do some stuff, but not like it should be, and it won't be corrected no. in my lifetime. It oh won't. my goodness! Well, I think this, this is, I think this, this is a seeing, disgrace to the human race. Well, I it don't really want to bring. Yeah. I don't want to put doom and gloom to this. I don't want to put doom and gloom, and I won't. I don't want to be the clog in anybody's wheel. I just encourage people to keep it up, but keep in mind that we're not the power here, and the, I don't. I don't care how many no. voices we have. There's too much money, and not just the nursing homes, in the whole medical field. Most of the money yeah. in this yes. country is spent in defense and health care. Well, hello, mm-hmm. most of the money is going to health care. Yeah. So the health care industry is very powerful and they, because they have all the money. So mm-hmm. just keep that in mind. I'm not saying you guys should back off. Yeah. You shouldn't. But keep no, in gotta, mind we that. We've got to keep up the good fight. We can't right. give up. You know, and, we but can't keep back in mind down. It, we can't it, give up. I've done it for 39 you know, years. Wow. Uh, well, and, Carol, um, I'm going to put my I think, on, okay? Yeah, she's and, and she's Debbie, I'm, I'm going to sign off because I really got a lot on my plate. I was I just recovered from COVID myself. And I'm so glad you're better. And yeah. Your hubby. Yeah, Thank, he's, I mean, he's better. Was, my oh. hubby is he's off the oxygen. Um, I didn't God, think he was going to make it from the hospital, but he did. Thank God. And yes. I don't know how we caught it because we know nobody. I know nobody has got it. I know none of my clients in nursing homes that their parents had it. If they said they had it, by the time we got them 911 out of the facilities and into acute hospitals, they died from bed sores, malnutrition, falls, hematomas of the brain. Yeah. They never had the COVID. Oh, that is brutal. 
No. That is terrible. But this is something I want, I want hey, to see. I, I, can, I can sit here I'm, and say that because I'm not just talking about Mike Ant's case who died in 1982. I'm talking about 82, and that's only the ones that we've documented in our database. 8,200. Oh, my That's goodness. the only ones that's we've documented. There. there have been probably a 1,000 more than that. Wow. So those people, you know, so I have a base that I can go back to and say, hey, wait a minute. I'm just not talking about my aunt dying in 1982. Look at all these people we've served in every state. So, yes. Yep. So listen, you guys are doing a good job. Debbie, I hope that this gets passed, but if it doesn't, we'll, we'll do it again. Well, hey, I'll probably be dead and gone. It'll still be going on. You know, hey, I'm well, I know I will be. <laughs> and, and, and Carol Herman, of, of the founder and president of uh, Foundation Aiding the Elder, the National uh, Elder Advocate, Thank you so much. She You're has welcome. Sent You're welcome. Email it's been a to tough go. The, yeah, and you sent all the uh, civil justice and safety subcommittee emails supporting these two. Yes, they've, all, know, got, they've all got emails from me trying to do this. And, and the senator. Yep, you and know, the senator, uh, I went directly Ray there. Uh, and, you know, when, I, when Debbie, we first started this mission and I contacted the Trial Lawyers Association of Florida, they were all for it. I try. I contacted some constitutional lawyers because I think it's unconstitutional that you oh, have yes, a civil case and yes. they're taking your money. Uh, I know. It's it's like going to Home Depot, okay, for example, and you get a ride number, okay? Uh-huh. You, you get it home, it breaks down, you take it back and to get your money back, and they say, okay, we need to take 50% of it to make sure it works again. You know, or yeah. Well, that you know, these are well, these are lives no. we're dealing with, and and it just doesn't work out. No. So good luck, but, uh, to you guys. I gotta hang up for you. now. Um, and and uh, then, we're gonna do a yeah. show together, okay, with Marty yeah, and yeah, yeah. as soon and cause. So yeah, we'll get that sure, together for the more exposure, yeah. the better. And I'm going to bring my mother on if you want to stay on air and say hi to well, her. Well, I really can't stay on air, but you, but she knows I love her and give her my best. I, I know will. she's listening, and to your brother, too. And I'll be Okay, definitely. You know, All right. The family. Thank you for having me on. Anytime. Thank you. Okay. And, and I'm bringing on uh, my mother, Pat Dahmer, a.k.a. Moose. Um, you're live and on yes, air, Mom. Me, How are you? Excuse me a minute. What? Yes, excuse me. Uh, this you might have forgot. This is Marty, and uh, uh, but we got calls on here too. And, uh, I, had a, had I known you were going to do the interviewing, um, I'd have just took a nap. Um, <laughs> he was wrong before. <laughs> Yeah, we only have a little bit of I've listened to the whole show and it's very interesting. Uh, you just can't imagine what goes on in this world, you know? It's like it's uh I know it's October, you know. It's very disgusting. But yeah. I like to I would like to uh put a uh, thank you to this Amber um, Mario, is that her name? Marino? Mariano, Representative uh, Amber Mariano. Like thank her for doing for doing what she's doing, going out all out for you know the Dahmer family, and um, we'd like to tell all the people who live in Florida, Florida. to call and yes, to call and uh, you know your your uh, House of Representatives, and just you know you have to leave a message because they don't want to take the phone calls. 
and just tell them that, you know, mm-hmm. just support this bill, 6065, and the 1880. Mm-hmm. Senate Bill and, 1880, yes. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and, and, and see, now that you said that, that senator's name on air, now the glory hogs are spinning and their heads are twisting around on their stock. And they're gonna. They're already calling them and messaging them and telling them how important they are. And if it wasn't for them, and they should only talk to them because they're the only one who knows anything. See, you just messed up. You just messed up. We tried <laughs> to warn you about the glory hogs. <laughs> 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 tried to warn you about the glory hogs. Marty, no, I, I think the glory hogs is gonna call California. Someone has eighty-two thousand yeah. families. That's not yeah. Glory oh, Hog yeah. radar. Yeah. I like that name Glory Hog yeah. cuz that's what I just turned into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can never be a Glory Hog. Okay, I know. No, you can't kidding. be a Glory Hog. Yeah. No. Yeah, cuz we need a good laugh. Yeah, we'd have yeah. to give you your good <laughs> the pig snort. But um <laughs> yeah, I just uh, yeah, I'm always with people, you know, and I appreciate it, though, that, you know, you're willing to give out those names and things. But like I say, we've got some operatives in this that uh, I'm more and more convinced are actually provocateurs and paid to do what they do, which is basically derail everything. And um, but they'll start burning up those senators and representatives phone lines about how important they are. And if it wasn't for them, the world would have quit spinning and they should only talk to them because they're the only one who knows anything. And, uh-huh, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, so, Patricia, I refuse to call yeah. you Moose. <laughs> How you doing? That's another name for mom. <laughs> you know, a.k.a. she don't look like a moose, but we love her to death. Yeah. Morning. She helps. I mean, yeah. she's there, always there for us. She mm-hmm. is a beautiful woman inside and out, and we love her dearly. Well, you know, and Steve, her children... That's good because you need to with those two. Uh, her and Steve both. You just that's no, no, huh? I can't even imagine you're a woman of true grit because I'd have run away years ago. <laughs> I'd have just run away. Hey, hey, Marty, yeah, you, you know that know. when you're around but, me, I'm, I'm high stress. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, you're, you're ready to faint when you come around me because <laughs> the yeah. dominator dominates. <laughs> yeah, I used to, we used to come on air and honest to God, the sweat had just fall off of me. I'd just be stressed so bad. and <laughs> The blood the blood pressure rose up. I mean, start sweating yeah. and ready to faint. <laughs> I don't know Since I can't get a um, Driver's license Because I can't produce a Marriage certificate from 50 years ago um, <laughs> My ID Is going to expire Shortly and I will have no Valid ID and I refuse to I, I don't believe in this COVID thing. People have influenza A or influenza B, and CDC is not counting flu stats this year. They're not going to collect stats on that for some reason. That's all going to be inflating COVID numbers. Um, but I will not get a vaccination. It isn't a vaccination. It's gene therapy. They're altering your DNA. There's nothing in there that would qualify it for a vaccine. I just am not party to none of this. And uh, basically, I'm just stuck in a hole in a road here in Georgia. But um, if they ever... Well, you're not too far away. <laughs> no, 
and I and I thought about taking maybe the bus or something, <laughs> and then I found out I can't I can't even get on the bus anymore uh, because they want me to wear a mask and I refuse. I'm not wearing a mask, and uh, I mean I might be old, but I'm not hard to look at. And uh, face diapers. So that's what just, they're called, face diapers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for a good reason. And, and people get what they call mask mouth. And that is fungus that grows in their mouth from wearing those masks. And it'll get so bad it, their gums will bleed. Some people have had their teeth fall out. And this colonizes so badly, and it, particularly on the tongue. So to cover up, the CDC came out and said, oh, that's COVID tongue. No, it isn't. That's a fungus, fool. And that you breathe that right down into your lungs. And bingo, bango, you got lung infection that then kind of turns into pneumonia. It's COVID. No, you probably got the flu. And um, they've never identified that virus in human or animal. They've never been able to isolate it. That whole thing is rigged and set up. But I am amazed at the desperation of people to believe absolute bull crap. I have never seen anything like it. Absolutely desperate, terrified to think that somebody would have lied to them about something like this. Well, go figure. Um, as for the nursing homes, yep. they go into it supposedly to vaccinate everybody against COVID that doesn't even exist with a vaccine that isn't really a vaccine. And members people will fall over dead immediately and the rest are suddenly infected with COVID. And I don't think the people in nursing homes are getting the same thing the people out in the public are. I think you're witnessing a mass culling and it's intentional. We've got less than a minute left here. Dahmer. Marty, thank you so much uh, for having me on. Yes. And Carol Herman calling in and yes. my mother and and Renee, and a Renee. Big thank you to all of you. And please tune into Marty's shows during the week, TS Radio Network, and yes. you know, um, push on the right side of the PPJ Gazette. You know, follow, and every time there's a news article yep. out, Marty, right, and or a, a podcast, yep. it will be delivered to your yep. email, and it's awesome. And she's yep. out there 12 years now speaking up, and all these shows and calls. Thank you so much, and looking forward to coming back on. You know, this is yeah. a great show. Right. There's this huge well, audience. If we do, we're Go going to muzzle you. So being, we're going to muzzle you if we do so we Kaz can talk. Kaz probably <laughs> fell asleep over there. <laughs> but anyway, I have so we've got 20 seconds left. But go ahead. Marty, um, how many get the phone numbers out so people can call because people might not have written them down. So somehow we can get the phone numbers and the name of the representatives out there. That's what I got. Okay. Yes. It, okay. Yes, and it's on the PPJ right. Gazette. And a big shout out to Elaine from a National Association to Stop Guardianship Abuse for sharing this show on their page. Thank you, Elaine. Elaine's awesome. Right, Thanks, yes, Elaine. Is. Thank you. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Yeah, and, We're out of time. Yep. Good night. Good night. Moose